afternoon and good night and welcome back to the amateur otaku podcast halloween special as you guys know it's a double feature we just spent in the last hour we were talking about vampire hunter d and we had a great time talking about it but now me and my good friend mr isaac wolf what's up man okay (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> I appreciate the um, the high level enthusiasm that you bring to the show. I mean, it's the energy is so powerful. <laughs> yeah. So <I> now, <laughs> so now, just like we talk about Vampire Hunter D on on the last hour, last section, last episode. Now we're going to talk about Tokyo Ghoul, which is this other selection that we had for this Halloween special. Um, we're really excited to talk about the show. Um, as you guys know, Vampire Hunter D was Isaac's pick for this Halloween special. My pick was Tokyo Ghoul, which is a show that is very near and dear to my heart. So, so now I'm really excited. Um, to to talk about this, um, but for you guys, when are you now, that is true. I'm, I'm a very excitable person, um, and for all of you guys at home that are joining, you're you're never gonna stop talking lies. Um, <laughs> so for you guys that are joining us just now, I mean, uh, it, uh, the crown uh, sword art online that's your favorite anime. It's one of, it's one of. Isaac, can I get through the introduction? I mean, the movie is crowned. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you sure you're done? You're good? Yeah. If you are. I don't know if I am now. Okay. So, so for you guys, <laughs> this is the amateur talk. This is. So for you guys that are joining us now, um, thank you for joining us at the Amateur Taku. Make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, make sure to hit the bell. Click on the bell for notifications so that you don't miss any episode of the Amateur Taku. You don't miss any live stream. You don't miss any announcements and stuff like that, so you guys can stay in touch with us in the channel. The Amateur Tech was available in your favorite podcasting service. is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, which I've never heard of, and is available in Anchor as well, and wherever podcasts are streamed. So make sure you join the community and talk anime with us. So, Isaac. We spent a good time talking about Vampire Hunter D and how we loved that show. That was your pick. This is my pick. But before 
we jump into Tokyo Ghoul, right? And I read a synopsis like I always do. When did you first learn of this show? Honestly, I can't remember. Did you did you encounter the manga first, or was it the anime the first time? I have not read the manga. I have not read the manga. Okay, so you so you only know the show. Yep. Okay. So I remember that I was in a music rehearsal at a church that I used to go to, and one of the pastor's kids. Um, his son and his grandkids all live in Japan. So they were visiting the States. And apparently he loves anime. We started talking. And then he talks about how his mom's favorite anime is Tokyo Ghoul. And I'm like, what is this Tokyo Ghoul thing? And they were raving about it. Like the whole family was talking about how this anime is so cool because that's one of the things that I love about anime. Everybody watches it over there in Japan. Like here in the States and probably also in Europe, it's like this niche thing that only a certain group of people watch, even though it's becoming more mainstream now, which I'm really excited for. Um, but but there in Japan, everybody watches anime. Everybody watches what they like. So when they mentioned that, I looked into it. I saw it. And I fell in love with the music. I fell in love with the animation. fell in love with the story. And I really enjoyed Tokyo Ghoul. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I know that a lot of people love this show. I recently met um, one of my neighbors. Um, it's funny. So I have this neighbor, right, that she was heading to a Halloween party. And she was cosplaying as Sango from Inuyasha. And, and, I, know you, and I know you love that show. Um, but... <laughs> But I screamed Sango, so we, you know, we 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 met, we exchanged numbers and whatever. And then she mentioned how she oh just finished rewatching the Tokyo Girl again. Because this is a show that is so ripe for you to watch it once over and over again. Um, because there's a lot of cool stuff and exploration of themes of identity. Um, there's a lot of horror elements. And I think it's a very smart story and use of the material. So, Isaac, I'm ready to talk some Tokyo Ghoul. Are you ready? I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not pale, if that's what you're saying. You're not. You're not what? Pale. Why would you be pale? Oh, wait. Why would you be pale? Gold, you know, white. All that, yes. Oh, uh, you mean you're not dead? You're not a vampire? You got law, Isaac. You're confusing me. Why do you insist in making me look like a confused buffoon in front of people? Not saying that's not true, anyway. Because I can do it myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad how I find it hilarious how you don't deny that that's what you're doing. <laughs> That's uh, you're horrible, my friend. You are horrible. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, so let's start this topic on top of Tokyo Ghoul. This conversation, and so, well, that's a big banner. That's way bigger than I thought. Okay, 
I'm going to make this look nice, Isaac, because this is what we do on air. We make things look nice because I don't know how to write. This is live. I made one. It's funny. I made one of these things for Vampire Hunter D and I never activated it. There it is. Woohoo! Tokyo Ghoul. Okay, cool. So I'm going to read. <laughs> it's the little things in life, Isaac. So I'm going to read a quick synopsis of Tokyo Ghoul, and then we're going to jump into the conversation. Um, if you guys have any comments, any thoughts on this show on that you guys want to share with us, feel free to write it in the comments. We will put the comments on screen, and it will probably help us drive an awesome conversation on this awesome show. If there's a horror show, anything that you love that you've seen that you want to recommend us, recommend it to us. We'll probably see it in the future and cover it on the show too. Or if we've seen it, we'll comment on it. If you have any questions for us about anime that you're watching or animes that you want to watch, send them through. We will address them as they come through in the comments section. We definitely want to hear from you. That's why we do these live streams. So here it goes. Here is a quick synopsis of Tokyo Ghoul. Ken Kaneki is a young boy that loves reading books and wanders through life aimless, accompanied by his friend Hide. When the truths of the world come crashing onto him when his date Rize ends up being a ghoul, which is a humanoid creature that subsists on human flesh. An accident saves him, but leaves him in, near, in a near-death state. As the only means for saving him, Rise's organs are used to save Kaneki from death, and the results are life-altering, to say the least. Now a human-hool hybrid, and unable to hide from the violence that occurs in the shadows, Kaneki attempts to find a home between the monsters that surround him and peace with the monster that now lives within. This is Tokyo Ghoul, created by Sui, by Sui Ishida and produced by Studio Pierrot. I think Pierrot's going to be another, another studio that we're going to talk about a lot because we recently talked about Studio Pierrot when we talked about Bleach. They also did Tokyo Ghoul. They also did Tokyo Ghoul. They've done so many cool shows. <laughs> um, but yes, that's Tokyo Ghoul. The story of Ken Kaneki. There's so much stuff in this show that occurs. And it's only 12 episodes. I mean, guys, we're going to focus on talking mostly about season one. I think it's safe to say, Isaac, because I think Tokyo Ghoul is a lot more known and popular than Vampire Hunter D. I think spoiler, spoiler alert, everybody. We are going to talk some spoilers. Um, we're not. We're really going to try to stay away from key plot details um, for twists or developments that occur, but they will be spoilers. For example, in the synopsis, I had to talk about him becoming a half human, half ghoul hybrid. Because that's technically the kicker of the show. That's like the hook of the show. So there's no way for me to give you a synopsis without revealing that. So, Isaac, let's start with you. Um, so why do you like this show? If you like it, why do you like it? I have uh, like, dislike 
relationship with this show, honestly. Okay. Because I like it. Because I like the execution. I like the idea of of the whole philosophy of uh, self-identity. What's meant to be human? What's uh, all that jazz? And I think uh, they are um, doing it in terms of story phenomenally. But then there is the dialogue. And the dialogue at times is prequel George Lucas bad. Oh, wow. That's uh, striking, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... it's uh, so I can't say I dislike it, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, because I see what you're doing and I like uh, the general idea, but it's sometimes it just uh, with a with a dialogue. Yeah, I I I could understand that. I could understand that. Um. So in other words. You love the world, you love the animation, you love the characters. I wouldn't but say, you say love, but I like. And, okay, lo- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's, 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 love is a very strong word for you. You love. You don't love a lot of things, don't you? Or, or is it that I love uh, too many things? Which one is it? Laughter. <laughs> why am I always... Well, it's probably true. If, I, if I'm questioning why I'm the problem... It's probably because I am the problem, and that exactly. is exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, the idea of identity, the idea of trying to find your place in the world, the idea of wanting to know what it is, understanding your process, what you're going through. I think it's it's one of the better coming of age stories that you can that the better coming of age structure that you can use um and i like how it's used in this in this show um i like how they use this particular creature or this particular monster like i wasn't really familiar with what a ghoul is um, I like how it's stylized in this world because, like, a lot of times, like, if you know, if you've seen Helsing, they call zombies ghouls, which are people that have been killed by vampires and are controlled as zombies. Um, here, they are their own race. They're independent to any other monsters. There are no other monsters in this world that I know of. But I like how how they're not treated as a monster monster, but they're treated more as a race or a community of people. Does that make sense? Because, because it creates the, it creates the, the space to have conversations about race, conversations about community Combination about ex- uh, conversations about acceptance, conversations about appreciating the differences between people, and and I like that it's all explored through the eyes of the ghouls, especially this particular group of ghouls. Because yes, we do find out very quickly what a ghoul is. It is a monster that eats 
people that they depend on human flesh but most people just revel in it but then when you meet people through kaneki because kaneki as soon as he becomes this half whole hybrid um that he learns that the hunger that a ghoul feels is deadly and can drive you mad but because he has a human side he doesn't want to feed but then you find out that you have these ghouls that have found a way to value life but still feed. Because now that they go hungry, they still feed, but they found a way to balance it out without creating animosity with humans. And I like how you have all these different groups where you have the ghouls that want to leave it. It's like X-Men. Like you have the you have the mutants that want to Yeah, like you have the group like Anteku, like that cafe is like the like the the Xavier school of gifted youngsters. Like and, and they have an old guy as the leader. <laughs> Even though he can actually walk to the books. Um that was me, I'm sorry. <laughs> he he tries to teach that you didn't huh? run along. You didn't run along with that pun. Oh boy! So he tries to find a way to broker peace between ghouls and humans. At least the ghouls that are with him. Um, he finds food for them, and the way he does it, it's amazing and, and very interesting. And then you have the ghouls that are they live they they live their full life as ghouls. And they feed on people and kill people all the time just to be to to survive, but they still live within among humans. And then you have the hunters among humans, which are technically a kind of police force that exists that everybody knows about. But they 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 kill these ghouls and they do it in a way that's like hidden from the public. So like the whole war between ghouls and humans happens in the shadows and nobody knows about it unless something big explodes. You know what I mean? Like towards the end of the first season that they have this big encounter in the mall where Jason is doing whatever he's doing to Kaneki, right? But it, I like how you have this kid that lived in a book, that lived in his own world because when you suffer from loneliness or because you're alone period and you don't really have a, and you don't live within community because you've used you are used to live within the worlds that you find in a book or or isolated or disconnected i like how his transformation opens him up to what what's really happening in the world you know what i mean I always like that kind of story because we're discovering the truth of this world with him as opposed to just being thrown into it. You know? Yeah. I love stories like that. And I think this show does, a per, is it, does it brilliantly. Does it brilliantly. Because even though you have all these different factions, a la X-Men, you don't it's not about the group. It's about the individual coming into contact with all these people and all these groups. It's kind of like, it's like he's Wolverine and he's just coming in contact with the different groups of mutants and they all react differently. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's a good analogy. I'm all full of analogies today. Um, do you just get do you, me tweeted? <laughs> now, yeah. with ident- identity, identity is a big topic in this show because it's not only about him having to understand who he is now as a half ghoul human hybrid is about him accepting who he is and how important that is in the role that he needs to play. Um, I like how he's always like in the middle and he never necessarily picks a side. It's not till the very end that he does, but I like how, how even though it's an anime, like as an anime, it takes consequences very seriously it takes decisions that characters make very seriously and it makes it very clear where the stakes are especially towards the end like that whole thing where he he finds that he needs to make a decision because other people's lives depend on it and you quickly see the result of what that is you know what i mean like this show doesn't just it doesn't kind of tease you about the fact oh there may be danger here no 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 no. there's danger and if you make bad decisions you're gonna see that bad decision come to bite you in the ass it's not as abrupt as as attack and titan like attack and titan all this is like in your face like attack and titan is like watching the walking dead when you turn it on you know someone's gonna die <laughs> you know what i mean that's an understatement right especially that's those first two seasons like you know someone's going to die because the name of the show is Attack on Titan, which means somebody has to die by a Titan. Like, it's just going to happen. Tokyo Ghoul is not like that. Like, Tokyo Ghoul, yes, there's danger. Yes, there's a lot of deaths. Yes, there's a lot of characters that are borderline dead throughout the show in different moments, different areas. But it's it's all about kind of... Similar, similar to the same thing of this, it's, it's like the idea of fear, fear of death and being vulnerable to the dark forces, whether it's an evil ghoul or whether it's an evil human or maybe beyond good and evil because they're just different sides. Because that's the other thing. The way this show blurs the lines between what's good and what's right, what's good and evil is very interesting too because you don't necessarily have to pick a side. Because it makes the point of making each of the two sides, like anybody can pick a side and you couldn't blame the person for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like everybody has a very clear motivation. Everybody has a very clear decision of why they're taking this side um, that you can stand behind them. And uh, like I was saying about fear is that just like, because you're discovering the world through Kaneki's eyes, you're also discovering the things that you need to fear in this world through Kaneki's eyes, which I think that's something that's very hard to do. Like one thing is showing you something that's scary, but the other thing is you feeling the fear that the character feels in a specific moment or in a specific scene, like that moment where they see 
XYZ character's parent die at the hands of the hunt of, of, of the of the doves, what they call the, the, the hunters. Like that's a very, very emotional and frightening scene. You know what I mean? Like like the way that scene plays out, it's it's terrifying and emotional. And I think that's that's what this show does very, very well. It creates powerful moments. And every powerful moment that they create, it's earned. Am I saying too is, is that is that is that too much to say about this? Or do you do you agree? Do you no. listen? Like I said, actually, the exception of some of the dialogue, I actually like this show. Do I love it? No, because there's uh, way more uh, enemies that I prefer, but that doesn't mean I think it's a bad show. But do you agree that this show earns the moments that it does? Like, does it, do you feel that the show pays off? Like, the payoffs that you get yeah. as a viewer are worth it? Yeah. Like, and I think that's that's why this show is so popular because it, it gives you an idea and and they double down on that exploration of that world and it makes it feel organic and it makes it feel how, the way one thing leads to another. Nothing comes out of nowhere. Everything feels organic. And you meet so many different characters and you feel that you know them even though you spend short periods of time with them. Um, and, and, and to think that these are only 12 episodes. These are this is the first season of Tokyo Ghoul is only 12 episodes. Each episode is maybe 22, 24 minutes long. But it, but they're all so full of information that is easily translated to the animation, to the nuances of the characters, through through clunky dialogue, if I'm gonna say it. But it's all pretty well translated yeah, in a way that's satisfied. Do you have a favorite moment of season one of Tokyo Ghoul? Hmm. I don't know, actually. I haven't. I haven't thought about that. If I shall be honest. I honestly I don't think of any. Yeah, to me, to me, I like. Even though it's fair to say that there's like a, I'm kind, I'm kind of cheating at this point. But I like the final episode, like the whole thing with Ken, Ken Kaneki, Ken, okay, Kaneki transforming into a different person or assimilating. A different identity because he feel he feels that who he is at the moment is not who he needs to be to get through what he's going through. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those like it's one of those things that happens that that like it's an event that forces you to grow up, and you have to decide to be a different kind of person because that's the only way you're going to make it to the other side. Um, that whole episode, how they explore Jason's psychology and why Jason is the kind of torturer and evil person that he is 
and but how he was tortured and how and the idea that these things happen like every day we're confronted with moments occasions or situations where we have to make a decision on whether or not we're going to keep doing things the same way we've always done or we force ourselves to do things a little differently and and that's why i like the show because it presents moments that feel authentic that feel real like if we lived in a world where these situations were happening with tokyo with ghouls and humans like the decision of kaneki having to assume a different persona subconsciously or consciously whatever you see it because that's the only way he's going to get through with it <laughs> to me speaks it's like a truth that's that's exposed that I think is one of the best truths argued on the show. Like like the other way you see it is with the character of Toka. Like Toka was born a ghoul, right? But she has learned to accept humans and she's made and one of her best friends her entire life is a human. And they're so close that because he knows because she knows that her friend wants to be a cook her friend brings her food and toka eats it but human food is sickening to ghouls so you see her vomiting and putting herself through these nauseating and troublesome situations with her own body because her body is rejecting human food but she does it because she cares for her friend and also because she's having this clash of identity like you know for a fact that to a degree to a certain degree if toka could be could live her life without being a ghoul she would she would want to do that but that's not necessarily what she does but she doesn't but she doesn't necessarily hide who she is either to a degree I don't know man like those kind of character moments I I like I love shows when they treat their characters like real people and I think that's that's the kind of thing that makes this show shine every character feels that if this were the real world they would fit in and I think that's why this show connects with so many people I am going to say as the seasons progress it kind of loses a lot of that which is why i've mentioned to isaac that i wanted to be very deliberate about mostly talking about the first season is because i think it is in and of itself even if there was no more tokyo ghoul the execution of the season was pretty much great and and the way they explore the ideas that are explored in the manga and in the live action movie um does it very well i mean this show is great it has has a lot of horror elements. I mean, it's gory. Like you actually see, like ghouls eat things and blood. There's blood everywhere. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, did you know that I bought the eye patch mask, Isaac? Oh, I saw that. I yeah. saw. So so, the idea of masks is also very interesting. How. Because the cool thing about the ghouls is like like they look like humans. They're they're humans, practically they're humans. So the way you know that a ghoul is a ghoul is that whenever he's whenever he is getting ready to use his ghoul abilities or strength, 
his eyes or his or her eyes turn this dark red. In the case of Kaneki, because he is a half-ghoul half -ghoul hybrid, um, only one of his eyes turns dark red, turns ghoulish red. Um, I like how, how the whole thing with the masks and how they're an extension of their identity. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this show. If I could talk about this forever, and I shouldn't, but I think I've talked enough. Now, Isaac, you know there's a live-action version of this, right? Yeah. I know that. That never came out in theaters over in Sweden, right? No, there is never a live-action. The only live-action anime movie is... Uh that I've seen uh, coming to Sweden is uh, Lita Battle Angel and uh, Edge of Tomorrow. So, or, the yeah, that's about it. And, and your favorite, Dragon Ball Evolution? Uh, don't even speak about that one. I saw it <laughs> day one. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of find it kind of sad that the only ones that have come out over there are the ones that have been produced by American studios, which is kind of sad. Um, and I would love... Hey, two, 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 two out of three yeah, aren't bad of at least. No, no. Yeah, that's true, but there's so much great stuff out there. And, and, and like right now, the fact that Funimation is an American-owned company, that's why a lot of people in your neck of the woods don't have access to like live action Tokyo Ghoul movie. Like, I don't know if you know this because Funimation licensed it. It's available on their streaming service. You can watch the Tokyo Ghoul movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know, I know it's horrible. But, but I want to say this. And the only reason I bring this up is because the Tokyo Ghoul live action movie is actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. And and one of the best thing about it, Isaac, is that it doesn't try to fit in the whole season into one movie. They kind of like handpicked a selection. Like it goes from the beginning till the final fight with um, Mato. With the crazy old dude. Okay. It, it does that. It completely skips the whole thing with the gourmet ghoul. But now the sequel came out last year, and the sequel is all about the gourmet ghoul. So they're kind of like okay. – they, they, they pick very well the characters that they want to explore, the things they want to do. The, all the kagunes look great. And I know I haven't mentioned kagunes, but kagunes are like – are like the, the Super Saiyan special abilities of ghouls. Depending on the ghoul is a type of extension that they have. Kagune is like a... In the case of Kaneki, he has these tails that come out of... That's very Naruto, right? These tails that come yeah. out of his back. In the case of Toka, she has this fiery wings that come out of her back. Um, some, some ghouls create armor for themselves. Like... There's a lot of cool stuff in this show. Um, and every ghoul has a different kind of Kagune and very unique to him, which is why it's so cool. Um, but yeah, the Kagunes look great in the live-action movie. 
Um, and the acting is pretty solid. The acting is pretty, pretty solid. So if you guys have access, and I know I'm saying this and breaking your heart, Isaac, but I got to say, if you guys have access to Funimation now, the entirety, I believe the entirety of the series of Tokyo Ghoul is on Funimation now. And also the live action movie is there too. And it's a great watch. Let me so, just say this, people. As um, considering Funimation is uh, essentially a US only studio, yes, I know it's on uh, some others, uh, uh, another co- uh, countries too, but but it's uh, it's a bit annoying that the biggest uh, b- biggest uh, Western anime distributor has near Monol- Monopoly, and uh, pretty much everyone else has to wait for. Um, need to find any somewhere else to see anything uh for example that uh, latest my hero academia movie has yet to arrive here in sweden uh, and who has license for uh, western license for that the animation yeah that is that is very that it's that is kind of messed up it really is Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, let me ask you Isaac, because I've, I know I've brought it up. Have, have you been able to, have you tried using a VPN? Because a VPN kind of like mirrors the fact it allows you to appear like you're in the U S because you can pick this, the kind of server that you want to use. I know I probably should have tried it. <laughs> it doesn't work. It, uh, I, I have, and it uh, doesn't work very well. Least. Come on, Funimation. You have to at least allow us to be illegal, okay? <laughs> I wonder how illegal uh, they are, uh, considering they're uh, considering most uh, YouTubers are sponsored by Weepin nowadays. That is true. There's a lot of. I think we just broke the internet, Isaac, with all this VPN talk. <laughs> but yes, guys. Tokyo Ghoul is amazing. If you love horror stories, um, YA horror stories, watch Tokyo Ghoul. If you love action, watch Tokyo Ghoul. If you like, if you want to watch a show with red, relatable characters and really interesting storytelling and conversations and topics, watch Tokyo Ghoul. It is an awesome anime, one of the best out there of its genre. Um, and we are the Amateur Taku. Give it a thumbs up and encourage you to watch it. Isaac, any other thoughts on this amazing show? No. Maybe we should uh, do some plugs and do an announcement, maybe. Maybe. So, guys, um, thank you for joining us at the Amateur Taku Podcast. For these two hours, almost two hours that we've talked about Halloween um, or Halloween topic, horror topic, anime. We had a great conversation about Vampire Hunter D. Now we had a great conversation on Tokyo Ghoul. Um, But now we're going to start heading out. Isaac, where can you find? Where can we find? Okay, Isaac, plug yourself. (laughs) You can find my work at Woburn Entertainment and you can find me on Twitter at the handle you see Low my um, avatar. 
which is at Emblemaniac. And you can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Twitter, the Scarlet Fan 52 on Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook as Brandon Alvarado because I am Brandon Alvarado and I am the Scarlet Fan. I am both people at the same time because that's what I do. I am two people at the same time and I should stop talking. So <laughs> thank you for joining us at the Amateur Talk Podcast. If you like what we do here, make sure you click like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit the bell for notifications so you do not miss any episodes of the Amateur Talk Podcast or announcements. Um, our podcast um, library is ever-growing. We just put an episode on The Smile on the Runway, and we also put an episode on The Girl Who Left Through Time. It's getting very good reception. We're going to put the episode on the Bleach Manga very soon on our podcast channel. And then these episodes will also go on a podcast channel very soon if you prefer that format. If there's any episodes, if there are any animes that you guys want us to cover on the show, please give us some recommendations at Amateur Otaku Pod. That is at Amateur Otaku Pod on Twitter. Or you can send us emails at AmateurOtakuRTF at gmail.com. That is AmateurOtakuRTF at gmail.com. Some quick announcements before we head out. We're going to cover Blood of Zeus, Netflix's new, newest animation galore. It was made by some of the artists that worked in Castlevania. Um, and a lot of our friends have been talking to us about it. So we're, that's going to be the next thing we're going to cover. We're, it's probably not going to be this next week, but it's going to be very soon. But we're going to talk about Blood of Zeus. So if this is a show that you're excited about, that I've seen or been wanting to see, I want to hear a review, stay tuned. We'll let you know soon the date that we're going to do it. And we're going to try to nab an awesome guest host to join us. We're not going to say who. We're trying to nab someone because we're nabbers today. And that was horrible. But yes, we're going to cover the blood. We're going to cover the Netflix um, animation property, Blood of Seuss. We're going to do that very, very, very soon. And I think it's safe to put out another announcement, Isaac. Um, the Amateur Otaku, us here at the Amateur Otaku, um, we've been working alongside one of our good friends, Landon Bell, and we're working on bringing back an amazing website of entertainment called Wobam. And we're working on a podcast for that site. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be different. And it's going to be about talking about all the things that we love. So stay tuned for more announcements about Wobat Entertainment and the new podcast that we're going to be putting out that Isaac and I were going to be a part of. So there's a lot of great stuff coming out, more content, more content beyond the anime stuff that we do. But the amateur talk is not going anywhere because we love talking anime with you guys. And we thank you for joining us. So, guys, we will see you next time. Have it awesome. Peace.